You are listening to episode 134, as I like to call it, 134. Let's see how filthy we can make this podcast. Oh my God. I am your host, Tomo Hussain, joined by the disgusting Jean-Luc Saibke. How do you do, you filthy, filthy gamers? <laughs> the gross. Like this direction. <laughs> the gross. Jordan Ramey. What up, what up? Thank you for answering all my questions last week. I appreciate it. And the putrid Lucy James games. I showered today. Thank you very much. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna do with this dirty angle, no. but no. let's but see what they, happens. Did you see that? Like there was an Elden generate your Elden name, your Elden Ring name, and mine was like Hect, Hector of House. <laughs> no, a Hector of the putrid odor, and I was like, oh. yeah. wow. Elden Ring calling you out. I know. I was like, I know working from home, whatever, but I shower. Yeah, questionable. Um, so. <laughs> to, to be fair, I mean, Tam saw me on Monday, so he would be the judge. To be fair, like, I my I, I think, like, overuse of, sh- over showering is a big problem. Like, people showering every day, like, didn't they say that you shouldn't be showering every single day, twice a day, because your natural bodily oils need some time to, mm-hmm. yeah. like, actually and, do like, their you, thing. You strip the oils, and, like, washing yeah. your hair every day is meant to be bad for you. Yeah. But some I, of I'm us done. just have fine, greasy hair, and it's hard to resist the urge, See, okay? I am like that, but, like, I, I've reached the point where in this work from home age i'm okay with only washing my hair like twice a week now but now that we're getting ready to return to the yeah, office say that age that's is not gonna work everyone's just gonna roll up everyone's gonna look like the what's his name from elden ring dung eater everyone's gonna be like holy fuck everyone's this is like this is, you, you've raised a good point here because we're not going back to the office like five days a week we're, we've got this like hybrid model um which is very exciting and i'm excited to see you all again in person but this is really going to throw off my 2 p.m. shower. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. I often sit with like wet hair for most of my afternoons just because I'm like, I don't even need to blow dry my hair. I, I only style it with heat if I'm doing something. And like, mm. I'm not prepared to wear actual trousers again. Like, I don't want to wear oh, jeans yeah. again. Mm. I haven't worn underwear in two years. <laughs> I don't believe you, but. <laughs> Sure, go off. <laughs> but like, I mean, the ladies will know what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, they do because I'm not wearing any underwear. No, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, wearing like sports bras and stuff instead of those wire <laughs> fucking prisons. You know. I love how John Luke's just got <laughs> a disappointed like, yeah. nod. He's like, fucking hell, <laughs> disapproving father yeah. look. But no, it's like, oh, it's you know, it's it's weird, and like I feel like I've I've, I've Spent time with people in person. I'm not worried about that. I'm just genuinely worried that, like, I'll forget that I can't just listen to music out loud again Mm. because I haven't really worn headphones unless I'm recording something for the last two years. I... (sighs) 
Yeah, I've been ripping at the absolutely worst farts just whenever I feel like it. So Your poor cat. I, I had to go back to the office to grab a piece of equipment last week, and mm -hmm. I had not interacted with a person in so long that as I was leaving the office, the security woman said, hello, and I was so frazzled. I was like, oh, uh, hi, have a good weekend. It was Monday. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was immediately oh, like, no. Uh, no, wait, that's not right. Um, have a good week. And then she just kind of <laughs> looked at me and said, yeah, okay. And I was like, all right, I'm going to she, leave. She's just thinking now. you don't. No, she, she, no, she, she quickly she sketched it. your face down and wrote security risk on it and tagged <laughs> it against the wall like, for I the mean, others to keep an eye out for. I was having difficulty with my card, so you know what? <laughs> Might be some yeah, truth true, to that. True. But yeah, <laughs> I, I am excited to get back to the office. We'll see how it goes down. We might start recording these podcasts in person. Oh my again. god. Remember that? Yeah. Remember I, those days? Uh-huh. I, I got to pick like... up that four points sponsorship. Let's reignite those conversations. Didn't didn't Jake I feel like Jake genuinely tried? I think he might have, yeah. He did. I, I, we could like pick up on it and be like, listen, Jake's gone, but... Uh, we know it's four, been two years. Four, yeah. four point likers are still here. <laughs> yeah, a few four point likers are still here. I wonder if I can get a sugar-free, caffeine-free Diet Coke. Fucking uh, I went to Trader Joe's here. yesterday and I was reminded because I saw this. Have you tried their ginger beer yet? No, is it good? I don't know, but I was, I was like, if anyone knows... Trader Joe's, yeah. I, sometimes I just want to buy a DC... Mm. Um, and Trader Joe's doesn't mess with any of that stuff. They've got except like, for I White Claw. They I don't think the sell one, like yeah, brands. The but one bad thing about Trader Joe's is like their their drinks is drinks are not good. Like I'm no. not I've not tried the ginger beer, but like their mm. drinks, I I have to buy my I have to buy my drinks from like Amazon, which is the worst because like, okay, let's let's like you're putting a lot of shade on Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's has phenomenal non-alcoholic beverages. No, no, I'm like, talking about non-alcoholic beverages. Like, no, no, no. And I'm disagreeing with you. Like I think that Trader Joe's has bad alcoholic beverages, but its non-alcoholic beverage selection is top tier. And how is dare it? you? Say name, yeah. name give me a recommendation then. <sighs> okay, I'll, I'll I'll send you like my list of like five yeah. or six like drinks oh, after the podcast yeah because <laughs> i, I go there changes. looking for like the thing i have to have is like it has to be diet mm. like sugar-free ideally um and it can't be uh caffeined like i don't like caffeine yeah. based but i, I can't okay, that limits caffeine. the option i was gonna say exactly. i mean the, the problem here lies with the fact that you're in with america me, yeah. no that you're in america yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like everything on sugar day, like, I realized, like, oh, most of Fanta doesn't have caffeine in it, mm. so I can start, like, buying, like, diet Fanta and stuff like that. Um, I've developed an intolerance to caffeine, um, so I have mm. to limit, like, a, a how much. I, I can still have, like, a latte or I can have a, a coffee, but more than one a day, and, like, my body's like, no, this is not, this is not the one, man. Um, yeah, don't, please don't do this. I, and, like, I developed it by overdosing on it. So, like, I had so much caffeine for so long that my body finally crippled under the weight of all the caffeine. I, I used to drink, like, four cups of tea a day with two yeah. tea bags in each cup. And Christ. Like, How is the your color heart of still beating? Yeah, good tea <laughs> is the color of He-Man, remember. Um, and, like, coffee on top. And that way, yeah, I think my body was like, that's enough, mate. Yeah. Anyways... Now that all that is out of the way, you have been thoroughly caught up on our lives. Let's move <clears> over <throat> to what we've been playing. Lucy, you putrid. <laughs> you putrid mess. Content. I am. A, 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 <laughs> Lu 
Lucy, that's your dark Lucy soul. That's consumer your of content, content is my Dark Souls name. Oh my it's god! It's Lucy, comma putrid consumer of content. <laughs> Shit! Every time I you hate. Appear, <laughs> um, so what are you watching? <laughs> <laughs> so I actually haven't been playing as much Elden Ring as I would have liked. Um, it's been a really busy week, um, but. One thing that we did do, and and Tam, you you and I went with uh, a small group. We went to the IMAX. Uh, we went to the IMAX, and we uh, we saw this sort of like little mini preview showing of the Batman, mm-hmm. uh, the new one from Matt Reeves, starring Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. Cedric Diggory. No, he's forever going to be. Uh, what'd you call him from Twilight? Edward Cullen. Edward Cullen. Uh, I feel like you. I feel like you just <laughs> destroyed your own point that you couldn't remember no. what his name was. Oh, I know. It's been a long day. Uh, Robert Pattinson and uh, Zoe Kravitz. So I loved it. Um, mm. I was, however, forewarned about like the perfect place to go to the bathroom, which I feel like if you need to take that into consideration when you're making a film. Maybe edit it down a little bit. Not everything needs to be three hours long, except for mm-hmm. the Lord of the Rings. All mm. of those need to be three hours plus. <laughs> um, but no, I, I really enjoyed it. I think one of the things that I remember like a lot of people freaking out about was like, oh my God, it's not R-rated. They're not going to do... They're going for this great uh. thing, but they're not going to do... Honestly, I was amazed what they got away with. Like They, they definitely... I think pushed it a little bit. I think in R in in PG thirteen you're allowed one fuck, right? I yep. don't think they they don't yeah, think they, they used one. it. Um, but like the in word, terms, not the action. Yeah, not the shagging. Um, but I, I think in terms of I don't like, know, you might be able to push it there hmm, on a PG thirteen. Maybe mm-hmm. like um, implication. Yeah. You can't like show thing. show it. Yeah, but just I don't know, like a like a Mass Effect fade to black. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, and and like um I was I was genuinely amazed of what they what they got away with. I absolutely hear the concerns, not concerns, but like the criticisms that it's not really anything new when it comes to Batman and how we've seen it portrayed his the character portrayed and stuff before. But honestly, I I really enjoyed the performances. I think Robert Pattinson I fucking love how weird he is. Like there's all this stuff that comes out yes. about him like having lied in interviews and stuff. And before this screening, there was this really weird um, thing with the cast where they were like, thank you for coming and we made this movie for you and stuff. And first of all, Robert Pattinson is like in the middle and he's like clearly reading off a board and he doesn't want to be there. But then (laughs) Colin Farrell is on the end and for some reason they've like... I don't know if it's like camera trickery or he's just way smaller than everyone else, but they make him look really small. Like at least a head and a half. He looks so small. Compared to everyone else. And I think it's because it didn't look like they were in the same room, but it looked like the composition was so weird. He looks like a cat, like looking over the top of a dinner table at what you're eating. Yeah. He's like. (laughs) So strange. So weird. I Um, love how weird. Robert Pattinson's been lately. Mm-hmm. Like I Me feel too. like he like as a celebrity, mm-hmm. it feels like he has reached a point where he just knows that he is like golden and he's like, I can just I don't have to pretend yeah. to be like some pretty boy. I can just be as weird as I want. There was that mm-hmm. um that weird uh I forget what magazine it was for, but like the the um the photo shoot where he every oh, photo yeah. looked to like like a weird like nineties like PlayStation mm-hmm. One ad 
uh, there is that interview where he was just started talking about why Aerith from Final Fantasy VII is so great, yeah. and like everyone, <laughs> I forget who was next to him, but was just oh, like Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, just yeah, looked yeah, like she like, did not give like, who less of a <laughs> shit about what he's talking about. <laughs> and he, I'm just like, go off. One? When he's in, I think it was Twilight, he was doing um, some interviews for it, and he pretended that he went to the circus and, like, someone, I think it was killed one of the clowns, <laughs> circus what? had to get evacuated, and then, like, years later, he was like, of course I made that up. I was really bored. <laughs> and it was like, he's such a weird guy, but I think, yeah. I think he was a great Batman. However... They gave him the fucking Ethan Winters thing of repeating every piece of mm. information straight back. And it was like, all right, world's greatest detective. Like, oh, the killer left this. Oh, you're saying the killer left this. It's like, shut up. Wait, what's going on here? We don't need this. I just watched it. Like, um, but I think, and like, Tam, I, I definitely want you to chime in because I don't think you were as hot on it as I was, but you did like it. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, um, I, I loved it. But like, I thought yeah. the sound design was unbelievable. Like compared yeah, it's, to it's Marvel a, films, yeah, it, and, that, it's, and that's it's the lazy comparison. Very punchy. But yeah, yeah it, like Marvel's obviously like the lazy comparison. But I think you know when you compare, even even someone like Thor who has the hammer, and like when when that hits, it doesn't feel real or grounded. It feels like they've put that sound effect in post and they, they're kind of mm. pulling but i felt pulling punches but like i felt that batman the sound design was so bassy and every single whack just felt like and that's why i'm saying like even though it's not r-rated it felt like i was recoiling at points because i was like oh mm -hmm. shit okay um but i will say michael giacchino's score is fantastic i really really like the score and it was one of those rare ones where i was like I haven't felt that way about a score and sound design because it's not normally the thing that I, I look for because I guess it, you know, it has to be really exceptional to like really stick out because sometimes it can just kind of fade into the background. And maybe mm. it was because it was an IMAX and it was being pumped in my ears so loud from however many million speakers they've got in IMAX. Um, but I felt like, do you, Tam, remember when we went to see Blade Runner 2040, uh, uh, 2047? 2047, uh, 2049. But like when when we all came out of of Blade Runner and we were like, oh my god, like just you just feel oh, so the, yeah the score yeah. in that movie, ooh, you feel ah. so enveloped in it, I guess. Mm -hmm. And um, I felt that way coming out of the out of the Batman. Um, I also really liked Zoe Kravitz's um, like Catwoman, yeah, Catwoman. I thought I thought she was mm. great. Paul Dano, I mean. If you've seen There Will Be Blood, you know that man can be terrifying. Um, <laughs> and so I, I really enjoyed it overall. Definitely there had bits that they could trim and make a little bit neater. They've set up for a sequel. Um, In a terrible scene. Like, and oh, no. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not that like... Was, that was clearly someone on the Warner Brothers side yes. coming in and going put this scene in oh and like a and reshoot going, kind of thing yeah uh, yeah we need to get just, people excited like, about this universe it's genuinely building. like you watch the movie and you're like this is a good high quality uh hollywood movie and then it's like here's a fucking scene from a cw show and you're like oh <laughs> god and so, and so that's what i'm saying like even though they've set up this sequel i i really think that it, the sequel could be something really good there, there's a lot of like really great foundation in this and when yeah. i was when i was watching it i was like 
I want them to realize that they can go fucking dark with Batman, and I really want like, them to commit mm-hmm. to it and just go down that path more like, so. This could be potentially the Batman Begins to like a Dark Knight. It, type. it is. It one hundred percent is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's exciting. Yeah. It is. It is like what if we did the Nolan stuff, but way darker. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, I I, I like the movie a lot. Mm. I just don't think that it's like an amazing film, if you know mm. what I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's like um, like uh, Dark Knight, for example, is still my favorite of the Batman movies, mm-hmm. and it gets everything from the Batman. Uh, every every part of Batman quite right, I think. Like, mm-hmm. there's some small bits here and there. I think this is a way better detective movie, if you get yeah. what I mean. I mean, yeah. like the, the early the early comparisons of like, oh, this is the this is Zodiac, this is Seven. Mm-hmm. I was like, you could they wear that influence on their sleeve so mm-hmm. much. Yeah, and I really like. I think that's what really does it for me, and mm-hmm. it makes sense given the um, the Riddler being the main villain. Mm-hmm. It's got a big zero year energy to me. Um, and mm-hmm. it definitely feels like it's kind of like could follow in that same arc as like the stuff that Scott Snyder did. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I like it a lot. I think the thing that was missing for me that I kind of wanted out of it was that uh, like a, a sense of heroism. You know, I think there are moments when they they do that here where, um, you know, there's a moment for Batman to do his Batman thing where he, he like. You know, you have that moment where you're like, oh, shit, this guy's a hero mm. like to the people. But I don't think it lands as well as anything else. Like there are moments where he throws himself into danger for others. And I don't think it really works that well. Like I didn't come away feeling like uplifted in the same way that the other Batman or like felt that it was like a cool mm. moment in the same way the other Batman movies um, are like, you know, when when the Christian Bale version of it is kind of like dropping down and saving someone. You're like, holy shit, hell yeah. Um, even the other older movies are similar like that. Whereas mm. this is like, and I think it's because Robert Pattinson's quite emo sad. So yeah, I think like it's, every- a, it's a very <laughs> introspective Batman Yeah, movie. I feel like every time he does something, he's like, okay, I guess I'll do this. And like, he like he's like, a, it's like when you get a like sad uh, or like a, a, a teenager to do a chore. It's like... <laughs> But how's they're, the they're gonna, Batman voice though? Because that's the thing that it, always like, it's fine. Okay, like, that, it, it, there's no difference. There's very little difference in his voice from Bruce Wayne. I think that's one of the big things. Like, there's not a lot of difference mm-hmm. between Bruce Wayne and Batman in this. Okay, and I think that re- I think that works mm. because yeah. like um I think that works is because he's kind of not sure who he is yet. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's kind of weirdly like a prequel as well as this kind of like. It's late in his career, mm-hmm. but also because they frame it that way, because he's been around for a little bit. Two years. But also, as yeah, yeah as years. as a as a person, he's still not a hundred percent sure, and that's kind of a big part of this movie. Yeah. Um. And like because of that, there's not really an attempt to hide who who he is from us as viewers. If you get what I mean, like yeah. in the in the context of the world, no one is really being like, damn that Batman sounds exactly like Bruce Wayne. Um, yeah, because in, in the context of the world, he's not like, if, if we compare to yeah. Nolan's, who is the playboy, he's going out, he's got no. yeah. he's got ballerinas on his on his arms and whatever. Um, this Bruce Wayne is, is very much, and there's not even that much of this Bruce Wayne, I would say. This is more of a Batman story, I guess. But like, mm. yeah. it, it's, it's way easier to believe that people wouldn't immediately recognize him. Yeah. Because he's, he goes he's to not lengths front to hide and it. Yeah. And he's not, he's like just not a public figure at all. Yeah. Um, and like the people who 
know him are like surprised or people who see him they're like surprised to see him as opposed to oh look his billionaire the philanthropist okay. Bruce Wayne he's just like he's just a sad kid because weird recluse like, right yeah yeah he's a bit of a recluse mm. and he acts that way as well and like even parts of his life reflect that like the the way he lives like it's not the Wayne it's not even Wayne Manor to a degree like it's Death. some it's shitty it's like you look at <laughs> oh, it and you're yeah. like oh, this is clearly this is clearly like a rich person's home but it's like decrepit and like it looks like if an old rich person just was hoarding antiques for a really long time and like he's got Alfred and he's clearly got like a staff but his home is like it's not flashy at all you can see that he likes to live in 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 a bit like of a an emo vibe in his whole thing and it like, really he's sounds using... like the the batman for us millennials and the, and the it Gen kind Zers. of is yeah. the emo it yeah and, and the, 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 the closing credits recluse. the closing <laughs> yeah. credits is my chemical romance and no, it's not it's not but it, it i'll say they, have, like, they some... fucking get the use out of something in the way by nirvana yeah <laughs> the, 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 that's what i was gonna say like it's got like long lingering like i'm driving down a long pathway to the sounds of nirvana like <laughs> hell yeah Yes. And you're like, yeah, oh, this is, and like, I, I, that's why I kind of like it. I will say at the very least, it's unlike any other Batman movie I've seen. Like it's mm -hmm. got its own distinct kind of feel and vision for it, which I think is way stronger than anything DC has done since the Nolan stuff. Even the Nolan stuff doesn't feel like it has a theme or it doesn't have an aesthetic, if you get what I mean. It's got mm -hmm. a feel and it's got like a sense of heroism to it, but it doesn't have a like of an aesthetic a vibe a kind of like color palette and it yeah. doesn't have a mood which this definitely has and it feels more like the way you would get a like a, a graphic novel and it's got a distinct art style and it's got a vibe like the long halloween for example it feels like mm -hmm. um you know when you look at a a panel from the long halloween based on the art style and the color palette it's a long halloween uh it's it's the long halloween or if you yeah. look at i don't know like one of anything that um uh, any of the I forgot who I was going to talk about there, but one of the specific artists um, that might have worked on a, a graphic novel, Jim Lee, for example. You look at a Jim Lee like a uh, panel from a Batman thing, and you could probably point out which one it is based on one panel because of the whole vibe of it, you know. Um, mm -hmm. And this is the this is the kind of movie where you're like, oh, you watch a frame of it, you look at a screenshot of it, the black, the red, the mood, that kind of thing. You're like, oh, this is one of Matt Reeves's one. This is Matt Reeves's Batman. Yeah. Whereas, you know, it, it is distinct in that way. Um, it has a personality in a lot of ways. And I think that's what I respect most of it and what I enjoyed most out of it. Um, from like a cinematic and production-wise uh, perspective, it's got some really artful shots. It's got that really pounding kind of sound design where, as Lucy said, like the punches, there's moments where like he loses his cool and like will like beat down someone and mm. it is brutal it's like really rough and i think that's what they wanted to go for with affleck's thing and like just fucked it up because they're terrible at it like that yeah. whole the snyderverse part of it of, of the old dc batman stuff was absolutely dog shit and like um careful now you might get I don't. Greg Miller just well, burst through well, the wall. Well, I've, I've like, had the Snyder people attack me multiple times, and all I'll say is, "Shut up! No one cares." <laughs> all those people I still see, like that, are, that are like in their Twitter bios that says like "back the Snyder" or whatever that shit. I'm like, that is the saddest thing I've seen. The only thing sadder than that is when people are like Justin Bieber liked my tweet on seven. You don't 14, see many 20, of these. The, many of those anymore. I still see him now and then. I'm like, you, you two, are, you, you guys are freaks. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> your little freaks. Yeah, carry on. What were you gonna say, Jean Luc? Oh, I was gonna say, uh, it's uh, for me like the the Nolan, uh, not the Nolan, the um, Zack Snyder stuff was always like, yeah, it was trying to be real intense, but it was like also too worried about trying to look cool all the time. Like, is this more like you said? Is this more just like? He's not like he's grounded. There, I guess it's like there are moments where he is decidedly uncool. Like yeah, that's are, what I want. There, there are moments where he tries to do something and completely fucks it. Like yeah. and like he's like, I'm gonna jump off this thing <laughs> and we'll like face plant into the ground. Because are we, like, we going to talk about that moment in this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Americans love doing this thing where anytime something remotely interesting happens on screen, they clap. And it's just infuriating. Oh, I, I hate, it's no, I hate so that too. It's I'm sorry, you just have to deal like, with that it's now. So annoying. And there's a bit here. where like Batman does something that is like fundamentally decidedly uncool on Batman. Like it's not like a moment of like where you're overwhelmed because Captain America is wielding Mjolnir. It's like he tries yeah. to do something and is like clearly winging it. And it results in him like looking like a bit of a goof and people just erupted in applause. And I, yeah. Applause. And I was like... Why are you applauding his failure? I don't understand. Why are you doing this? <laughs> they love a comeback kid. They love a they yeah. love a success story. But no, imagine like, if imagine if they clapped it. when Ivan Drago fucking punched Rocky in the face and laid him out. Like that's the kind of shit I was like, why are you doing that? That makes no sense. <laughs> the worst what thing about happen? that clapping shit is that you can tell that uh, certain like studios know that's a thing. So especially in Marvel movies, Marvel. they leave like <laughs> they leave that pause. For like where you would yeah. like where you'd like put the laugh track because they know the audience the is going to do it heroically for like an extra two and a half seconds. Yeah, like, they yeah. like the, the ed- they had else. the editor leaving just that little touch, <laughs> and it's like it's so weird when you go like watch a movie at home and you're just like the pacing of this is like slightly yeah. off because but, they yeah. clearly wanted you to have like a laugh track moment, and you're like. Don't yeah. don't do that. Yeah. Don't give that. I, to I'm them. very back and forth on that. There's so there are so many movies that I had people who were like laughing or clapping during scenes in the movies. I'm like, you are just ruining this entire experience for me. But there have been like a few movie experiences where I'm like, okay, this has sort of added to the horror movies like, movie like, watching like jackass experience. forever yeah. was yeah. one yeah. Where I'm like everyone laughing and stuff that's that's totally fine and i i i'm not saying i'm against people like no. <gasps> being surprised or laughing yeah. at genuinely funny it. moments but it feels cynical sometimes and i think this is mostly the marvel thing it feels cynical for them to drop in those moments because they want the reaction but also i have been in so many cinemas where people have genuinely ruined moments just because they're like i need mm-hmm. to react to this i have a funny goof and i'm gonna yell it and it's like but the rest of us just want to sit in quiet silence yeah, and just yeah. in in that moment movie. that we're talking about it ruined the mood because it wasn't that was there was not it was not necessary yeah the, uh, clapping clapping wasn't the appropriate reaction to that moment um it was a moment yeah. where like yeah it, it it's made it funny the mood. in retrospect yeah. Yeah, I was like, that wasn't, that was like, I was tense in that moment. And then everyone just started clapping. And I'm like, I get that you're, this might be a response where you're dealing with the tension by like, in an, like kind of like a outward eruption of emotion, but like, it's kind of selfish. Like when you yeah. just got like, this is, this is how I want everyone to feel. And it's like, all right, whatever. Yeah, it can but be a little bit like, like, haha, I understood the joke, except in this. Yeah, it's like, it all right, like, calm down. Up, yeah, so if you want to do that, just fucking stay at home. 
Um, That's why down with movie theaters. Every new movie should just release on streaming platforms. Yeah. So I, can watch I know. Them all from home. I know. HBO. They did it on. They, they've done day one for every movie mm. except Batman. And I loved it so much. They they said we know. So we know. We saw yeah. how much money Spider Man made. We're gonna make you wait. But also, and also, like, if you're going to, was it AMC? Like, they're charging more money for people to go see Mm -hmm. Batman. Yeah, it's messed up. But the movie's great. Like, it's fun. Like, it's a very hours though. That's so long. And it could have been cut down. There's parts of it. That hospital scene where everyone needs, everyone went to take a piss could have gone. There's various moments where you could shorten it because they're like over-explaining some bits. yeah, the the actual Riddler stuff is quite cool. Um, mm. I don't think it's super super strong, um, but it's it's fine. Like there's some moments where like Batman figures, uh, it feels like a badly written adventure game where the solution that they come to is like, oh God, come on, that's <laughs> there's like a whole there's one there's one like mystery which is basically like. I don't want to say what it is, but when they figure it out, you're like, come on, guys, this is so dumb. <laughs> yeah, you're like, what you mean. And then you have to remind yourself that he's not the world's greatest detective yet, but he should be. Yeah. But like, he's, he's getting there. <laughs> he's getting there. But like, mm-hmm. the error that they make is like so dumb. And like, <laughs> you're like oh my fucking God. Um, and like, there's multiple people making, multiple smart people making a very stupid error. Um, but like otherwise it's it's like a good I highly recommend it it's a good time I think it's like the one thing it's missing is that sense of heroism for me like I Mm. want to feel like holy shit Batman is is everything and you know there's that moment where you know in in the Dark Knight movies or Nolan's trilogy where you where you have people realizing what Batman has done for their city and like and then that makes you realize what Batman represents there's not much of that in this if, if any um, but I still really think it's a unique and interesting Batman movie. I would like, I fluctuate between having it at number two and number three on my best Batman movies. Um, mm. Like if I'm having it at number three, it's Dark Knight, Batman Begins. And then this, if I'm having it at number two, it's Dark Knight, this, and then Batman Begins. So I kind of go okay. back and forth. Okay. You see, for but me, yeah. I go I go Dark Knight, Batman Returns. And then yeah, or, or swap or swap it in because I, I yeah. are we are I we just doing live action Batman movies? Yeah, no, uh, I'm not counting okay. Mask of the Phantasm because that would be yeah. I'm about to say because there are some like stellar <laughs> I'm just doing, animated, I'm just doing live like, action, Batman like, movies. Yeah. I'm I'm a real sucker for Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. Yeah, um, yeah. I I am like I appreciate those early '90s movies, but I don't like them anymore. How, how I, do I've they, not seen them since. What yeah. do they do anything interesting with like? Gotham as a city and like the architecture. Yes. Okay, cool. Because oh, that was something yeah. I really loved about the the Tim Burton ones that I really loved about mm-hmm. Batman Begins. It's probably the one thing I could complain about with Dark Knight is I feel like they really mm-hmm. got away from that look. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, ah, yes, you shot in Vancouver, I see. Mm-hmm. Like it just looks like yeah, this is every other like city a, now. It's a mixture of like super gothic and also very like seedy dark end of like a metropolitan city yes. like every, every yeah. it's like everything looks oh, that's like Gotham. yeah, it, yeah. It, it, that's what it is like every shot is looks every part of that city looks like a bad alley like well but the problem is yeah. though is they shot most of it in london and i yeah, recognized a bunch of it yeah. and i was like oh, yeah, yeah that is a grimy ass place I've yeah. been that, there. It, it looks grimy it looks dangerous it looks really dark <laughs> it looks really seedy like nothing looks nice even like you go into the iceberg lounge and you're like this place looks gross man yeah, yeah. Like, how people are hanging out here like the hospitals look gross it looks yeah. really really rough that was but, something like, i has that <laughs> that was something i loved about like the joker um 
film mm-hmm. was like it was like 70s like gotham like inspired by like 70s yeah. new york and what was mm-hmm. it wasn't the whole thing in that movie there was like a, a like a strike with like the, yeah, the garbage garbage, mm-hmm. garbage yeah, strike yeah, yeah. so there's just it's just fucking filthy everywhere and you're like disgusting yeah, disgusting yes. <laughs> episode 134 um, <laughs> it all the title? comes full circle <laughs> god damn it uh yeah what else have we got going on we talked long about batman there mm-hmm. i've also been playing elden ring um so uh, i mean like i've got nothing much to add on that um i'm still working away on finalizing my review uh I still think it's a 10 out of 10. Like, I'm still, nice. nothing's convinced nice. me. I've seen some mm-hmm. of the performance hitches that people have been talking about, but not nearly enough to impact me in a meaningful really? way. Like I, have, I have a tiny bit here and there. And I think, I, I'm, I think I'm really getting lucky with my 3090 pulling like a lot of, uh, pulling a, a lot of um, yeah. the hard work in. Um, and like, yeah, I, I have a dip here and there. And the only dips I've really had are when I'm also streaming. So like, it's clearly taxing the system. Yeah. Um, when I'm playing on my own in isolation, I have little to none, um, which is kind of wild. How I mean, like it does show that it's unoptimized in certain builds, but I can't really ding it for something that I've not experienced myself. If you for know sure. what I mean, like I can definitely sure. acknowledge that stuff, but um, it's not, like I, again, it's not the. It, even at the worst I've experienced, it's not enough for me to be like this is this is needs to go down a point or up. No, or yeah, like I've definitely had that but, stuff quite bad on PC a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm sticking oh, more with the PS5 version because it's just it, it's like it's weird because it, it'll just do it at like the most random points where it's like nothing's yeah. happening on screen. I'm just walking. Why is the? This is not rate... even like high action moments. No, it's just no, like it's just like the random. frame rate's dying. <laughs> um, Digital Foundry was kind of talking about it. I guess that's something to do with like the way it's running on like DirectX 11 or something and it's just like it, it mm. something to do with like the way it loads in new assets so it like kind of like chugs every time like a like it's like every time you pick up a new weapon like it has to kind of like re like cache that and so it like chugs and if you like basically anytime the game would do an update it'll reset all of that so it just sounds like there's some weird stuff going on that they maybe need to fix also apparently like the community has already like found a way to like unlock the frame rate um and stuff like that uh you can't play online uh if you want to do that but um yeah i mean i I agree with you tam like obviously none of of that is like really like diminishing my opinion of the game it's just more like uh this is kind of unfortunate and i rather stick on console have you gotten credits to roll, Tam? Or are you still no, just no? I'm doing still stuff? I'm still doing stuff. I've still got a massive chunk of the map that I need to go and explore. It's big, man. Like, mm-hmm. uh, but again, like, mm-hmm. I I think I'm starting to reach the point where I'm starting to feel like I want to finalize the score before I finish the game. Like, I mm. I'm at the point now where I'm I can see the end. The end is in sight, and I'm like, there's nothing that can happen that will change my mind on this <laughs> game at this point. Like, there's even if the yeah. next like a few hours and encounters are like either too bad or like i'm so easy like i've had upwards of 70 hours of a 10 out of 10 experience that um i would recommend heartily to anyone who's inclined to play these kind of games so i feel like i'm gonna finalize my review before i roll credits also because i don't want to force myself to roll credits anymore like i've i'm yeah, tired you shouldn't like, have to force yourself yeah <laughs> no yeah like... 
I yeah. once you've played 40, 50 hours of a game, I think you understand what <laughs> that yeah. game is going yeah, to give so, you experience wise. Exactly, and <laughs> and like I I think I'm gonna just try and finalize it soon, and I I don't think I'll add or take away much from the the uh, the actual review itself. I said what I needed to. I'm gonna maybe drop in a bit uh, a line about hey, the obtuseness of the uh, multiplayer is still the way it is. Um, mm-hmm. Having said that, it's a lot of fun. Like if you can get some people together mm. and yep hang out and mm. it's not ideal but it never is <laughs> like yeah it is what it is i'm like, still so sad that none of the souls games are like very easy to play through all the way with like multiple people, people. like i know like that's just what from software does like they're not gonna change that anytime soon mm. but i've always wondered I'm like man what would it be like if it was like super easy to like just start dark souls 3 or elden ring and just be like yeah i'm just playing with like two or three people we're just going through the entire i would game like yeah. as a group they they should i would love to see them tackle like a game built from the ground up around the idea of co-op instead because yeah. it's like mm-hmm. it, it feels like a, a very lot D&D of the experience <laughs> yeah a lot of the way like the limitations is like born from sort of like not wanting the multiplayer to a abuse the game too much and like right. not destroy the single player and like allow for that so if they built the game around it i think there could be something really cool there i'd love to see that personally. i think that's what they're gonna do next you think yeah. so I, w- yeah. I would love to have think, like what would essentially just be dungeons and dragons but through the lens of i Dark think Souls. i think the next <laughs> game they make is going to be somewhere in between a traditional kind of smaller souls game and this where it's like a mini open world yeah um but focus a little more around team based or not team based but like multi multiplayer based Hell mechanics yeah. that could be interesting i think the one thing that they haven't really tried right now is this the idea of boss battles challenging boss battles and enemy engagements where you can have a back and forth with another person like mm-hmm. and co- cooperate like the idea of you know how you have destiny raids where like you need to do this while i do this yeah I feel like that's the next step for them. Yeah. Um, so Which would be really cool if they could do something like that. Yeah, That'd that be would be super amazing. Cool. But yeah, Jordan, you, you've been playing a bunch of it. Um, and Jean-Luc, I guess, as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what are your kind of updated uh, or uh, experiences with it? Jordan? Uh, I'll go for it. Um, I'm not super far in the game. 24, 25 hours-ish. Uh I have one of the Elden Ring uh bosses under my belt and uh oh, Yeah. Um I, I was listening to the an excellent podcast that I constantly bring up into the Aether and mm. Chris Plant was on there of the besties and he pointed out like if you approach Godric with the idea or the mentality that God is like a prefix for his name, that boss's name is actually just Rick, which makes him far less intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird, like Like, Godric, I found so much easier than the boss that comes before him. Um, And I I don't know if it was just like, oh, I prepared so well for the boss before him Mm -hmm. that I essentially over-leveled for Godric himself. It was one of those things where, like, the first boss of that game took me, I don't know, 15 or so attempts. Mm -hmm. And then Godric, I beat on my third attempt. Wow. Um, Yeah, and I'm like... I I don't understand what happened mm-hmm. here. Uh but all the other bosses have just been I'm currently on a boss that is very resistant to magic. Uh so after failing four or five times, I am now just exploring in a completely different direction. 
and I now have enough of a kit that I can fight with non magic. Mm -hmm. So I'm now ready to go and try to fight her again. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Mm. but yeah, it's, it's great. I'm enjoying the game a lot. Uh, this is essentially my roommate's first souls game. We played a little bit of dark souls three together. Um, but we got stuck on the great wood and just couldn't get, uh, past it, even though it's an optional boss. It's like, you can't keep doing co-op until you beat this guy. Um, so he's playing in one room and I'm playing in the other and we're just yelling at each other down the hall uh, whenever we discover a secret or something like that. And it's been one of my most enjoyable like Souls experiences ever just playing Aww. that way and just like being like, have you found this? It's like, no, but I found this and like just running back and forth between our two rooms Aww. to like see what the other person has uh, discovered and getting like advice on like where to go next to find a certain spell or a weapon or an optional boss. So it's been really cool. I've never had a Souls experience like that before where I've been playing the game when it's out with other people. Yeah. Every other Soulsborne game I've played like a year mm-hmm. or two after it's come out. So like there's still community there, but like pretty much everything that needed to be discovered has been discovered. And right. so I could very easily just be like, oh, let me just open up like extra life and it's like here's how to find every single thing in dark souls I'm, 3 and I'm mean, like cool mate like, <laughs> extra life has been i don't know if you've like been on there i similar to you like i'm running a magic build and the shield that i started out with i was like i you know i would love something it yeah it sucks <laughs> I, I want something with more physical resistance and so i was like I I found one and I bought one and I was telling my friend who also did the same build and I googled mm-hmm. um on Fextra Life I was like I can't remember where I got this but I know she wants it and they had the whole thing already and I was like oh god but then like watching videos by Dave Klein on our team Vati Iron Pineapple like I'm, even Susie like yeah like mm-hmm, yeah. the the stuff that people are finding already but like talking to Dave Klein he's like. I don't think these people have even beat the game yet. This is all just stuff that people are finding now, and it's going to be months until the real scope of this game is properly figured out. And I think that's so exciting, because I feel like with Souls games, I mean, like, Distortion 2 discovered the hidden door stuff in a week in the Demon Souls remake. Like, that, mm-hmm. it's so quick. It's amazing how quickly they come together to break yeah. these games. And I think Elden Ring is, like, because it's so big and there's so much to it, I think it's... I mean, they're still finding stuff in Bloodborne however many years later, and I think that's really, yeah. really exciting. Mm. Poor Horizon, man. Just Dude, Horizon. That said, whenever so Horizon hard. 3 comes out, I'm they don't so need excited sympathy. for whatever gonna, game comes I mean, out right yeah, after Horizon 3. <laughs> the first Horizon sold as much as Dark Souls 1, 2, 3 combined, so... Yeah, I don't think fun. anyone at Sony is like, oh, what was us? I think, I think like, they'll be fine. They'll sell millions. And it's a good game. It's a good game, although I do think having it right up against Elden Ring like puts into contrast like the things I wish that game did better. Like I maybe mm-hmm. maybe that maybe Aloy doesn't need to constantly tell you exactly what you need to do every five seconds. Maybe you don't need a waypoint 
all the time. Maybe I do want a boss to call me shitty and foul and, and like, tell me I'm worthless every now and then. You know yeah. I mean, for all yeah. I know, that you know? is me. actually in Forbidden West. I haven't yeah. beaten it because I stopped it. To this, this, is where to one of the, this is one of the few games where bosses will actually step on you if you want them to. So you should enjoy it. it, it this feels like very unfiltered Miyazaki. Like, he is fully embraced, like, his weird, like, I... Hasn't, like, Miyazaki talked about how he, he is basically like a masochist um or um yeah i'm never in, i never know if he's joking in those interviews mm, but he has I, like i don't think i don't, he's jo- I don't think he's like joking that. and i, I think, think he's i think that like this game is him sharing that with the world he's like ah i don't yes. think he's super into it because he, as he said before he's shit at his own games like he mm-hmm. he's terrible at them um he's like i can't play these games they're very difficult <laughs> for me as well but i like Love his it. whole point is like i persevere through them and i get a sense of accomplishment out of them mm-hmm. so if he feels if that's how he is i think he's just like that's what he's designing the games around him mm-hmm. and his team obviously mm-hmm. um but yeah, yeah. elden world elden ring has a great world i'm i'm still looking for like that one thing like in every from software game like the world is in a really shitty place mm-hmm. but then you usually find like a few characters or a storyline where it's like oh like here's the small corner of this universe that's like worth saving and like Mm. worth like doing this game for and i haven't quite found that yet in Elden ring it's not ruining the experience i'm still having a blast and playing the game but i haven't yet encountered anyone that i'm like i will save this world for you or i will burn down this entire world (laughs) for you you need Um, to you need to ignite your (laughs) bromance with blight because is the I one. have I have just met him and he's pretty cool and a, I've met a, a few of the bro. other characters like associated with him. Um, mm-hmm. But but also like Limgrave is that place. Like you're like this place is alive still. Mm. It's got like a beauty to mm-hmm. it and it's surrounded. It's flanked on all sides by horrible shit. But like the core is Limgrave being like the first place you find is like this is the soul, the heart of this world, and it's still very much being. It's just everything I was saying, it's a really it shitty heart, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Limgrave isn't. I think Limgrave is nice. Like, it's it's part of it. Obviously, like, it's been... The whole thing is, like, the world has been ravaged by fucking warring lords. Yeah, and with like, no one dying, so yeah, war just keeps it's just going. Exactly. So yeah. you're like, as, you as the Tarnish are the one like, this. I can see wh- what this could be, so I'm gonna fix this shit, become the Elden Lord, and then clean up, put everyone on like fucking rubbish pickup duty, and get to recycling so we can clean this place up. Um, but yeah. Anyways, let's move on to questions, unless someone has um, anything else they want to talk about. Nah. No, I'm not. Nah. I'm I'm not, I'm only like five hours into the game. I've, I'm like starting mm-hmm. to feel like anxiety about it because I've like been he- playing more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, because I, I I've been prepping for the raid in Destiny Two, which is the Saturday, and it's like yeah. okay, once I'm done with that, I want to get an Elden Ring. But it's just like, it's like what like I what Jordan was saying, like that feeling of like you're in the moment when everyone's discovering it, and I can like see it happening, and I can see it like sailing away and i'm like i need to get in there everyone's talking about it everyone's moving past me mm. and it's just like it's giving me like deep yeah. deep anxiety about it so I'm i think like, it'll be fine this is enough like breath of the wild that i think like conversations yeah. around it will be like months long uh, yeah but that but that kind of happened to me with breath of the wild where it, like i feel like just by being around people i i like ended up absorbing so much about it mm. that by the time i played it there was a sense of like 
uh, oh, I kind of, oh, I knew about this because I heard about it or someone was talking mm, to me about it yeah. or I like, heard a conversation about it. It was especially difficult because uh, we were in like the office. So you like naturally kind of just hear that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, go away. I need to like eat somewhere else because you all are talking about Breath of the Wild. So, mm. I mean, this game is huge. So there's no way I'm going to like get spoiled on everything or anything like that. And, and to be fair, people are, are for the most part very respectful about that. <laughs> but I am just like, uh. I need to play more of this game. Yeah. We're feeling that yeah. weird FOMO. Okay. Twenty twenty two out with a uh, nice, uh, great games to kick off twenty twenty two. Three mm-hmm. of which are inspired by Breath of the Wild. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, also right. we're recording this on the fifth anniversary of Breath of the Wild too. Oh yeah, which is wild, wild to think mm-hmm. that I've had this Switch for five mm-hmm. years. Wow. <laughs> Um, listener questions. If you'd like to send us an email, you can do so by hitting up afterdarkpodcast at gamespot.com or by joining our Discord. You can do that by hitting up me or Lucy on Twitter and we'll conduct a quick background check to make sure you've done nothing illegal and aren't being cheated on the internet and then we'll let you in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jean-Luc, can you read this question from Rocket Scientist? Uh, Toronto, Canada. Uh, yes, I can. On the eve of the Witch Queen, well, all right, we're a little late for this one, uh, I took a step back and am just amazed by the lore th- that exists within Destiny 2. Uh, my name is Bife and Merlin Games, I think that's how you say that, uh, have provided me with videos that have really bolstered my Destiny knowledge with uh, rapturing stories and enigmatic tales. You are a lore master and you are given an unlimited budget and told to create a series of books on the lore within a gaming universe. No holds bar. Which game series do you choose and why? Uh, I mean, Mass Effect's the first one that comes to mind for mm. me. Like mm-hmm. a proper, I mean, we, we did we did a couple lore videos on Mass Effect. Yeah. Uh, which oh, were a lot of fun. Um, oh, but, yeah. yeah. Run up <laughs> yeah. Legendary people edition. really liked them and they're like, please make more of these. And well, didn't, like, didn't people from Bioware be like, mm-hmm. we really like yeah, these? They yeah. yeah, they did. Yeah, Like, this is good shit, man. I and wanted to go like, real man, hard. We need those. another franchise to come out where it's like, <laughs> oh, there's like six or seven people on staff who are already experts at the lore <laughs> <Yeah>. on this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it was literally just one of those things where they just have to wait until Mass Effect. Oh, next one. I think Dragon Age would be good. Yeah. But also, like, when, when they were doing Legendary Edition, we were all just like, don't worry about it. We set up the Slack channel already. We got this. <laughs> yeah, this. Dragon Age Dragon would Age. actually be great. excellent. Yeah. There is a lot of lore you can dive into the in that Chant series, tree. for sure. Oh, yeah. I can give you a 20-minute 20 mi- 20 video on Lead Scout Harding. Easy. <laughs> uh, the Thetis, the Dragon Age setting. Dude, I am still not over that, by the way. I can't that believe you didn't like... know that until recently. That was That was so funny. I was just yeah. like, you know, you know, and it's something that's, I, I don't know. It just it shook my me to my core. Um, but yeah. Well, I mean, why, how, why would you even think that? Like, why would you ever look at that word and be like, you know, I bet this is actually an accurate. <laughs> I mean, you know, like um, the, there's a character in Lord of the Rings called Figwit, and that's because fans named him, and it's Brett McKenzie from Flight of the Concords who plays him, and it's he's the guy in uh, I think it's Return, and he says something to Arwen and. His name is Figwit because it's Frodo is great. Who is this? <laughs> it's like okay, see, so yeah, mm. Thetis. I never, I never anticipated being. But yeah, I think Dragon Age would be a great shout for this. I think Bioshock would also be cool. Maybe that's just because I've got Bioshock on the brain because of the Netflix thing. Mm. Um, mm. 
I have wanted to do a deep dive into Hollow Knight's lore so much for so long. Well, when Silksong decides to come out. (laughs) (laughs) I started saying that. I was like, I don't want to be mean about this, but I think it would be good if Silksong comes out. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, I'm sorry, Jordan. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. I've, I've achieved a grim acceptance of my of my tragedy mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> for me it is the legacy of kane easily legacy yeah. of kane oh the sure reaver universe or just the 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 legacy of kane universe as a mm-hmm. whole is so good like it's massive as well and there's already so much lore about it there's a youtube channel i believe called strictly fantasy that does like a lot of like lore videos on various things and they do like a amazing series on the various like bosses of mm. uh, or like characters in the Legacy of Kane universe, um, and like it is it is phenomenal stuff because obviously Kane is is a really interesting character. He goes from like a really shitty human to becoming like a linchpin in the future of civilization for vampires, um, and then like you get different. Um, kind of factions, the Seraphan and that kind of stuff, and Raziel's place within that is is like not as clear as you might think. And then there's time traveling. There's you know Mobius, the Time Lord, and and like the actual Soul Reaver blade and what it represents. It's it's like super mm. intricate and super rich. amazing. It's very very rich. Like it's I think for my money, it's the best vampire universe ever created. Um, and like. I, I say that, like, as someone who has enjoyed quite a few vampire universes, either that or, like, a vampire the masquerade is another one that stands out for me. Um, and outside of that, you know, there's the traditional Nosferatu Dracula stuff, but, mm. like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, like, maybe Buffy and Angel, I guess. But, like... <laughs> you guess. Fine. <laughs> I love Angel, uh, but, like, my my kind of, like, love of that has been tempered somewhat by learning that everyone was absolutely miserable behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. that does make it a little yeah. sadder and, and they in were, retrospect. like, thoroughly, like, abused while during the making of all that stuff, so. Um, but, yeah, Legacy of Cain is, is just easy, easy one to, to adapt, I think. Um, yeah. There you have it. Those are our answers. Uh, and that brings to close the dirtiest episode of Filthy. After Dark. Filthier than, Filthy. than even episode 69. Gross. I don't even remember what you guys talked about on episode 69. That was so <laughs> long ago. It was all upside down, <laughs> back to front, so not right away. Um, that was my attempt at trying to make a 69. Uh-huh. Joke, it doesn't quite work if you're upside down and back to front. You're just, yeah, it's just touching, touching butt. at this point. Yeah. <laughs> butts to heads. <laughs> Head to butt. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, a short and sweet episode this week because uh, we got a lot to do and uh, Elden Ring is currently still taking up a lot of our time and effort, mm. but um, we appreciate you listening as always. Jordan, mm. where are you and what are you up to? Uh, folks can find me on Twitter at JMRamey. I am working on a few things I can't really talk about right now, uh, but... Uh, I'll probably be doing something Elden Ring related in the coming days, so you can look out for that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jean-Luc, how about you? You can find me at Jean-Luc Sepke. I'm also uh, playing a game I can't talk about, but I'm very excited Ooh. to when I can. Uh, if you haven't checked it out already, you should go check out our uh, uh, 
series where uh, like i don't know they're like i'm trying to do we're trying to do some like bonus episodes on the podcast where mm-hmm. we we go into uh, a particular game and just talk about it more we've we've done these in the past but i'm trying to kind of hopefully mm-hmm. make it more of a thing uh i'm calling it game spotlights oh. um and the first one we did was on destiny 2 the witch queen so of course i got uh phil hornshaw and david amati with me um it, the first 50 minutes is like completely spoiler free. We just kind of talk about the game and the mechanics and how we felt about it. So if even if you don't, uh, you know, want to get spoiled or haven't played it yet, you could totally mm-hmm. check that out. Um, and Folks in the Discord me, seem to really like it. Yeah, people in the Discord really liked it. Uh, let me know um, if, if you want to see more of that stuff. Um, I like doing that kind of stuff. I mean, um, I did already promise on that podcast a uh, five-hour solo cast with Tam on Elden Ring, so you do have to do that, Tam. Gosh, shit. damn. <laughs> you, do, damn. You, you do have to do that. Um, All right, we'll I hope do that. that's, we'll I hope do that's that. okay. Yeah, uh, yeah that's fine. That can we'll just be our out. entire Thursday. Next we can't like day flying in now. We can just chat. <laughs> um, no, I actually do think it would be legitimately cool for you guys to do like a uh, Holds No Bar spoiler cast someday mm. when whenever... That game. It, it's, so it's gonna have to be Tam and Dave. Well, no one else on staff is anywhere. You know, close in, in to... three years when we're finally I... all ready to talk about it. I think we could just like open it up and bring in like I don't know, see if Vati wants to come in or something like yeah, that. We can no. find. Oh, we yeah, can find do like Vati and yeah. Susie, or legitimately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Susie or Vati or like yeah, Iron Pineapple. See, uh, we'll see, we can pull some people in from the community. That would be dope. Um, that would be that'd super be cool. Fun. Yeah. So that you um, want to see that? Let us know. Um, otherwise, yeah. yeah. Lucy? I'm on Twitter, Twitch, Lucy James Games. Uh, what am I up to? Uh, Jeff Jeff's Bizarre Adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, still ongoing. Um, a very, very fun time with that one. Um, we've also got a very online show coming up. Record- I, shit, I still have to write that. Um, and also, like, next Thursday, I think it is, um, I'm hosting another panel with... The uh, the folks from Wolf Eye Studios about Weird West, which is a game that I'm very excited for. Ooh, um, yeah. uh, Those are the ex arcane devs, right? Ex arcane mm-hmm. devs. Mm-hmm. It's headed up by Raf Colantonio. A lot of ex Dishonored and Prey devs, and it is their their immersive top down sim uh, about the Wild West, but also like there's some weird occult shit in there. And I'm <laughs> like, I did a panel with them. Uh, like a stream last year, and it was so much fun, and I'm I'm really excited to do another one. So that should be next week. Um, I'll be posting about it closer to the time. Nice. Mm. Uh, you can find me on Twitch and Twitter at Tomor H. Uh, I'm doing various things. You can find me on Jeff Jeff's Bizarre Adventure, very online show. Um, I thought you said pit. you can fight me. You can fight me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm on an arcade pit mm-hmm. for Giant Bomb. I was on the Giant Bomb cast. Uh, you can find me on the latest episode of DLC with Jeff Kanata and Christian Spicer. Um, there's probably some other things that I've forgotten as well. Um, Damn, you're go, everywhere. Go. Uh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seems it. Uh, you should go to. Uh, you should go to my read my Elden Ring review. Uh, the review endorsed by George R. R. Martin. That Let's is insane. Go. That's, that's so fucking cool. That's, that's fucking <laughs> wild. I love that we made Put that for, on your tombstone. For multiple years we made a a companion show to his TV show. Mm-hmm. And he just did not give a shit about us one bit. <laughs> and, then, and then I wrote about the video game that he was tangentially involved in and said that doesn't seem like he was involved at all. Yeah. And he was like, this is a great review. <laughs> That's my favorite thing. The fucking quote is like, he didn't do anything. 
<laughs> well, uh, yeah, I said like it doesn't. It feels very like gelled in, but like yeah. he seems to like a bit of a masochist too. Yeah, maybe he's like, you know what? I like this guy's writing, so I'm gonna put a link <laughs> yeah. on my uh, my thing. So George R. R. Martin approved. Anyways, we'll see you next week. Remember to rate and subscribe. Bye. 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 Bye.